This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture. It's a bright and sunny day, and here's hoping that weather will warm up. It was a little chilly this morning. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to a new year plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk with the Provincial Minister of Agriculture, David Merritt, who announced yesterday afternoon a $5 million livestock research program for 2022. We have reaction from the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association to an extension announced this week for water development projects in the coming year. A Japanese company is looking at using pelletized flax straw for power generation from Saskatchewan. It's a potential. Real Agriculture talks with the market analyst about the $360 million canola processing plant announced Monday for Regina. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has announced a federal-provincial investment of $5.1 million for livestock and forage-related research projects in 2022, Merritt says this year's funding will support 28 projects. For the livestock sector, we announced $5.1 million in research, Jim, and we, and we feel it's very, very important for us to do that. There's uh, about 28 projects on the research side that are going to be uh, funded through the Ag- Agriculture Development Fund, or the ADF as we call it, partnership with the federal government and the provincial government. We feel it's very important for us, obviously, to be investing in research, and we have over the years. We announced just a week ago, a little over $9 million for the crops research, and, and we feel it's important on the livestock side as well. So, you know, our total budget for 21-22 was just over, just under $33 million in total research. But we feel it's important on the livestock side to invest in the research. And it's it's a combination of not only animal, but also forage and, and native prairie as well. Can you give me a little bit more detail? What are some of the research projects? I mean, some of them are uh, the looking at native and tame forage species for enhanced carbon sequestration is one. Uh, expanding methods for reproduction diagnostics. And another one is to improve control and treatments with respect to animal health. And that's all really important. And that's just a, a couple of the, of the 28 projects that we did approve. And these are approved by uh, a committee. And it's a committee of farmers and ranchers and obviously some ministry folks as well. They go through a, a very high number of applications, and these applications are all made by researchers, and the committee goes through them all, and these are the ones that they felt are very important to see the livestock sector grow here in the province of Saskatchewan. And what it does also, Jim, is it really allows us as a province and as the universities and research to attract bright young minds from around the world to do this research, and, and that's really what it's, it, it does do, and, and we do whatever we can as government to attract that and to obviously to grow the business and the livestock sector as well. And I see you've got some industry partners involved with these projects. What, $483,000 from like the Cattlemen's Association? Yeah, and that, and that's really what it, that's the, uh, really the nice part about it. It is partnerships with, ag, or with the livestock sector as well. And you mentioned the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. 
the Saskatchewan Forage Seed Development Commission is also part of that, and so is Sask Milk. So uh, it's important for us to have those partnerships, and, and we really want to thank them for their contribution of, you know, just under $500,000. It's significant research dollars that really help, as I said, grow the livestock sector, but it really forms that good partnership between, you know, government and, uh, and other entities in, in the uh, agriculture industry as well. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Efforts are underway in Regina in hopes of initiating a new startup technology companies in this province with an event in early February. SAS Tech has announced on February 4th and 5th a 24-hour startup event. Developers and entrepreneurs are invited to pitch ideas, form teams, and build a minimum viable product in 24 hours. As the builders work on the innovative startup company, there will be talks with mentors and supporters ready to launch a product. The evening of February 5th, we'll see 24-hour startup teams pitch ideas to a panel of judges for a chance to win cash prizes and celebrate the successes of SAS Tech cultivator programs and partners. A Saskatchewan-based bioenergy company is holding important talks in Regina this week with a potential customer from Japan. Prairie Clean Energy buys flax straw from farmers, pelletizes the straw into renewable biomass fuel, the meeting with Renova of Japan highlights the global interest in Prairie Clean Energy's product. The company is planning on building a facility in Regina this year, a million-dollar facility. The Japanese officials met with the University of Regina's Clean Energy Technology Institute, Invest in Canada, and other groups. Prairie Clean Energy President Mark Cooper says interest is growing in bioenergy products, and Saskatchewan could become a world leader. Discussions centered around using the flax straw pellets to supply power plants, as well as other opportunities in the Saskatchewan bioenergy sector. Renova owns and operates solar, biomass, wind power, geothermal, and hydropower plants. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca The president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association welcomes an extension to the Farm and Ranch Water Development Program deadline. The March 31st deadline has been extended to the end of September, but producers must start the paperwork by the end of March. Stock Growers President Kelsey Elford says the program is important and producers were concerned about shortages of contractors for the work. Jim, this is great news for, for the cattle producers in this province. One of the main things that we, uh, I wouldn't say fight with, but we have a big concern over is, is fresh water for livestock. And, and going into this year, you know, even with the snow cover in, in certain areas of the province, it's lacking in others and, and guys that have, have lots of grass stockpiled, the water's going to be an issue, and so development of that and contractor availability and well drillers and guys that can uh, put pipe in the ground so that we can bring quality water and utilize the farm and ranch water infrastructure program are critical to the cattle producers in this province. And so the extension of six months gives guys a little bit more time because there's only a certain period of time that, that working in the dirt in this province is, is good. Uh, the rest of the time, it gets a little chilly. So have many been able to make use of this program? How helpful is it? It's extremely helpful, Jim. I've used it myself extensively over the years. And, you know, when, especially now when the enhancement uh, after the 50000 you know, there's another 100 available at 70% cost recovery. 
it's an excellent tool for producers to, to use. The key with this program is it's been extended till September 30th, I believe, but the application process needs to be started before March 30th. So if you're a producer looking to get in on this program, get in early, make sure you're talking to your crop insurance or watershed authority. They can give the details to producers, but get the application in before the end of the end of March. Has there been much of a sell-off this winter of cattle and calves just because of shortages of feed and water? You know, I think a lot of that management practice decision had been taken care of in the fall, and, and guys made other arrangements for feed, and the way I understand it, everybody's looking forward into 2022 and, and hoping it's going to be better than 21. Yeah, I would love to get a look ahead for 2022. You just gave a brief comment. What, what, what do you think will happen this coming year? Well, if everyone, as Dan Wasco says, we don't have a crystal ball, and we all wish we did. But I think that the opportunity with the cattle numbers in North America, the way that they are, there's great opportunity in the cattle business. You know, it's we're a resilient bunch and, and believe that it's always next year country. And I believe that 2022 um, could be a prosperous year. You know, it all hinges on a little bit of moisture. So here's hoping. Your thoughts on the snow cover so far? You know, snow cover in some parts of the province is excellent. We're in the Stoughton area today. And it looks really good around Moose Jaw. We could use a little bit more. So it varies from spot to spot. But, you know, there's still a lot of winter left, and, and we hope more is going to fall. That's Kelsey Elford of Cairnport, the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. We talked yesterday on Real Ag Radio about the announcement of another, another domestic crush plant for canola coming to Western Canada. This one has to do with FCL and AGT Foods to be built in Regina. Here to talk about some of the ramifications of this is Chuck Penner. He's with Left Field Commodity Research out of Winnipeg. Chuck, what's your thoughts on the announcement? Thinking back to my beginnings of my career, so back in the early 90s, crush was under 2 million tons a year in Canada. Uh, The last couple of years prior to the drought, uh, we did over 10 million tons of crush. Wow. Um, and so, you know, when I look at the chart, it's it's quite impressive. But there have been kind of waves or stages of, of that expansion. So the last one really was in the last five to six years, which took us up to 9, 10 million tons of crush. Um, but now when I look at this, all of these announcements, so I've got on my list, I've got five uh, either new plants or expansions. Um, and the total of those uh, expansions is 6.8 million tons of canola. So, so if we go from 10 million to, or a little over 10 million, to uh, 17 million tons of canola crush, uh, that's a huge, huge jump. And so there are there are big implications uh, if all of those um, get get grown or get, or get uh, built. Now, and and the truth be told, they, these are all 
some pretty uh, big heavyweights in the industry. So it's not um, um, like it was when we were building or talking about building ethanol and biodiesel plants, uh, you know, 10, 10 or 15 years ago, where there were a flurry of announcements and you'd count maybe one out of five that might get built. Uh, these are some pretty serious um, contenders here in this. And so they don't go into it lightly. They don't make announcements without having a real plan um, behind them. So yeah, it's, it's quite ginormous. Yeah, you know, so let's say we, we, we do get to 7 million metric tons of domestic crush capacity, That's which is, by the way, more than last year's crop in, in 21 <laughs> due, due to the drought. So that, that would be some interesting basis levels. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I guess, the, you know, a lot of people are asking, you know, oh, where's all this gonna, canola going to come from? You know, how do we have acre expansion? And, and I, you know, I keep on jumping past that and getting to, I'm not sure we're going to see a huge acre expansion because I'm not sure it's actually possible. It, obviously, it's the export market that's going to feel it. Yeah, I think that's what's, that's where the biggest impact is going to be. Like I said, you know, in the past expansions of canola crush, I kind of say, okay, it's getting overbuilt and, and, uh, and the acreage isn't going to be there. But I, I really do think I would agree with you that I think we're getting close to that horizon of uh, maxing out uh, acreage and 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 so on. So uh, that's if if you can't produce a whole lot more. Um, so based on a let's say adding another seven million tons of crush capacity, uh, that's probably seven and a half million acres you'd have to add if you were just doing it based on acreage expansion. Now yields have been generally trending higher and and those kind of things. So there's a, maybe a bit of relief that can come from from increasing yields, um, but our uh, the crop over the last number of years has has been pretty stagnant. Again, apart from uh, apart from last year, but otherwise uh, stagnant, but somewhere between 19 and 21 million tons. So again, if you put take 17 million out of that for domestic crush, uh, you've got you know, very very little left for for the export market. And so, uh, yeah, that is where we'll see. Uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest drop or the biggest shift in the in the balance sheet for for canola. It's um, there. There's a whole lot of other implications, and then that causes ripple effects in other countries. So, if Canada is no longer a, a large supplier of uh, canola export canola, then where else is it going to come from? So, there's there's a number of areas where there will be ripple effects well beyond our borders, uh, but. But yeah, the the market itself here is going to change uh, significantly too. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Increasing cloudiness, wind southeast 40, gusting to 60, and the high today minus 7. Wind chill minus 17 this afternoon. Two to four centimeters of snow beginning this evening. Risk of freezing rain late this evening and after midnight. Gusty winds tonight. Temperature rising to zero by morning. 
Friday, periods of light snow and blowing snow. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, increasing to 60, gusting to 80 in the morning, then diminishing to 40, gusting to 60 in the afternoon. Temperature falling to minus 13 in the afternoon. Wind chill minus 25 and a low minus 21. Saturday, periods of snow, high minus 5, low minus 14. Sunday, snow, high 0, low minus 17. Monday, sunny, the high minus 18, the low minus 21. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 10, low minus 12. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3. Normal high is minus 11 for this date. The normal low is minus 23. The sun rose at 849 this morning. It sets at 530 tonight. And looking at our temperatures, swift current right now is minus 12. Winds are from the south at 47, gusting to 58. Saskatoon is minus 16. Yorkton, minus 26 degrees. Estevan is minus 20. Weyburn, minus 22. In Moose Jaw, minus 12. Winds are from the south, southeast at 10. We look at Regina now. Winds from the south, southeast at 34, gusting to 43. It's minus 22 degrees. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Properly managing colostrum can minimize the risk of disease and death as well as increase growth in pre-weaned calves. The following program was produced by the Beef Cattle Research Council. Dr. Jennifer Pearson is an assistant professor in the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Calgary. In a program from the Beef Cattle Research Council, she discusses the importance of delivering at least two liters of colostrum within the first few hours of life. We call colostrum liquid gold. It's so important for that neonatal calf. It has lots of things in it. It has vitamins and minerals and protein and fat, all the, all the important nutrition parts that, it, that a calf needs to help get it going. But it also has these protective immunoglobulins or antibodies that it gets from the cow. And those, we, we call them IgG or immunoglobulin G. That's the most common antibody that is found in colostrum. And that is gonna be the protective antibodies to help prevent disease in those newborn calves. The reason why calves need to get up and consume colostrum from their dam is because they can't absorb it while they're in utero, so inside the uterus of the cow. And that's because of the type of placenta that cows have. So it's made up of six different layers, and those layers allow small molecules like oxygen and small nutrients to cross the, the placenta barrier, but large molecules like immunoglobulins, IgG, cannot cross the, the placental barrier. In a well-vaccinated herd, so when the cows have been really well-vaccinated against these common diseases, she's going to have these antibodies in her blood system that are going to help protect her against those diseases. So a couple of weeks prior to calving, those antibodies are going to go into her colostrum and be there so that when the calf gets born and nurses and, and consumes the colostrum, it can consume those immunoglobulins and then absorb them so it can be protected as well. There are several effective ways to keep colostrum on hand. 
But the best option is to always have your own banked supply by simply freezing bags of colostrum from your own cows. Never bring in raw colostrum from another farm, as it could introduce pathogens or disease to your herd. And only the colostrum from your own cows will contain all the right antibodies needed most by your calves. Generally speaking, if a calf hasn't gotten up and nursed between two and four hours after birth, the producers should probably intervene and help that calf consume colostrum. An easy way to remember how much colostrum to give a newborn calf is to aim for two liters by two hours. Then, if the calf still hasn't gotten up and nursed from its dam, repeat another two liters within 12 hours. There's three products on the market that you might feed to a, a newborn calf. There's Milk Replacer, which is going to be for usually those bottle-fed calves that are going to need to be supplemented for their nutrition. Then there's going to be the colostrum, both supplements and replacers. So colostrum supplement is just as it sounds. It's a supplement. It's not meant to replace. It's just meant to give that calf a little extra boost after it's maybe nursed from its dam or maybe it had a little slow start. The colostrum replacer is meant to be just that, a replacer. So calves that don't get up within the first couple hours and nurse from their cow, they are going to need to be given a replacer product. And that's going to be higher in fat and protein as well as higher in immunoglobulins. And so when you're looking at these products, if you want a true colostrum replacer product, you should look on the bag and look for products that have at least 100 grams per package. So if a calf is nursing from the dam or nurses from a nipple bottle, there's a special anatomic structure at the bottom of its esophagus. It's called the esophageal groove. And that closes so that when that calf nurses, it directs that milk or colostrum directly into the abomasum. So it bypasses the rumen. Whereas when we feed a calf with an esophageal tube feeder, it, that groove does not close and that milk or colostrum will go directly into the rumen and then has to slowly fill the rumen, overfill, get into the abomasum and then into the small intestine where it can be absorbed. Colostrum management is crucial to the success of any cow-calf operation and making sure that we get colostrum in a timely fashion into those calves can ensure that we have healthy calves to raise. That's Dr. Jennifer Pearson, an assistant professor in the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Calgary. This program was produced by the Beef Cattle Research Council. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The first phase of a Saskatchewan Polytechnic project to set up a mental health support system for farmers is wrapping up this month. Farming and ranching can be a high-stress occupation. Producers face challenges beyond their control like weather, pests, disease, costs and markets. Over 100 people have participated since the project was launched in January 2021. For the past year, researchers have surveyed over 100 farmers and ranchers on effective mental health supports. The survey will remain open till the end of January. Phase 2 will propose interventions to try in 2022 and 2023. The research team has partnered with the Massage Therapy Association of Saskatchewan to have rural registered massage therapists assess anxiety and depression with their farmer and rancher clients. The research team has also partnered with Senior Centres Without Walls Saskatchewan and Youth Matter Canada to offer mental wellness strategies. Nonprofit groups in Regina are eligible for new funding this year from Farm Credit Canada. 
The manager of community investment, Carla Warnica, says $150,000 is available to Regina-based charities and non-profit organizations for improvement projects. The FCC Regina Spirit Fund is open and accepting applications till January 31st. And tell me, who's eligible for this? It's Regina-based community groups and um, non-profits, charities, that sort of thing. We're looking for all sorts of different programs that people might be interested in supporting. You know, the FCC Regina Spirit Fund is in place to support local groups with projects that improve the lives of people in our community. So, you know, we have 1,100 employees that are living and working in Regina, and we really want to support the efforts of those many remarkable community groups that are working to make our city a better place to live. What type of projects qualify? They really run the gamut. Um, we have anything from community kitchens to vans to hunger programs. It's quite a range of projects that would qualify for funding. Give me an example of last year's fund disbursement. We, uh, you know, we had quite a range last year as well. We had everything from supporting upgrading the IT systems at the Regina Multicultural Council to helping buy a van for catering orders for Munch Cafe and Catering so they can provide food services and training and employment to adults with cognitive disabilities. We also did some work with the Regina Open Door Society, helping them upgrade their website and the public library, you know, increasing access to technologies for people with disabilities. So it really does run the gamut in terms of the types of projects we support. Why does FCC do this? We have 1,100 employees just living and working in Regina and recognizing that it's important to give to the community where so many of our employees and some of our customers also live and work. We just encourage people to go to the website to apply. So in order to apply and to see eligibility guidelines and get more information on the projects that have been supported in the past, you can go to www.fccreginaspiritfund.ca and just click on the link to apply. It's a pretty quick process. So again, you can you can apply up to January 31st, end of day. And again, fccreginaspiritfund.ca and go online. And we encourage everyone to go online and apply. Carla Warnica is the manager of community investment at Regina-based Farm Credit Canada. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained five sixty at nine forty nine twelve. Lentils fell sixty dollars and thirty five cents at eight eighty seven fifty. Number one red spring wheat went up thirty two cents at four twenty three forty four. The rest were unchanged. Durham six seventy ninety nine. Feed barley three eighty three sixty four. Flax fourteen seventy fifty nine. Oats four seventy one fifty three. Yellow peas six thirty two eighty nine and feed wheat two hundred sixty one dollars and sixty five cents. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose four and three quarter cents at nine forty four and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of January the 19th. A very respectable run here, considering the storm we had on Tuesday. 23.75 in the short, 300 cows and bulls, a total of 26.75 for the day. Cows and bulls selling just a touch higher here. D1, D2 cows, 70 to 75, sales to 76.77. D3 cows, 60 to 70, cows are averaging 70 and a quarter. A package of cows from the Foam Lake area, 1,700-pound exotic cows topped out at 77 cents. 
Good bulls, 95 to 105, sales to 106, 107. Bulls are averaging 98 cents. One big 2,500-pound exotic bull topped out at 111. On to the pre-sort sale, selling strong and active. Here's some highlights on the steer side. Listen up. 420-pound black steers, 260. 500-pound steers, 244. 570s at 241. 640-pound tan steers, 213. Here's 144 black steers weighing 640 pounds. They topped out at 210. My favorite pen. Here's 100 black steers weighing 710. They topped out at 201. 800-pound steers, 193. 850-pound steers, 192. And 925 red black exotic steers at 186. On the heifer side, 420-pound heifers, 212. 500-pounders, 213-570s at $2.00. 640-pound heifers, 186, 710-pound heifers, 179, and 855-pound heifers at 173. Next, bread cow sale, Friday, January 28th, 250 consigned for so far for that sale to complete herd dispersals. And Wednesday, February the 9th, one of my favorite sales, our annual Speckle Park sale. These cattle come from all over Saskatchewan and Manitoba for this sale. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 176.21 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Financial and Consumer Affairs Authority of Saskatchewan is warning investors of the online trading platform Trade Vision Group. The platform is offering Saskatchewan residents a chance to invest and trade in stocks, precious metals, commodities and currencies through its website. The Saskatchewan Financial and Consumer Affairs Authority also warns investors of the company Lechner X-Pro and of individuals using the aliases George Ramsey and Paul Lewinsky who are associated with Trade Vision Group. Trade Vision Group is not registered to sell or trade securities in Saskatchewan and the public is strongly urged not to send money to unregistered companies. They may not be legitimate businesses and consumers may lose their money. Representatives of Trade Vision Group have contacted Canadian residents. Last Mountain Distillery at Lumsden, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery, has been awarded Best Wheat Whiskey of the Year. This is the second year in a row the Last Mountain Distillery has claimed the top prize for Best Wheat Whiskey. The company was also recognized with silver medals for single cask wheat, single cask rye, and single cask rye corn. The wheat used for the award-winning whiskey is grown by Brewster Ag Industries in Earl Grey. On the markets, the TSX is up 107 points to 21,312. The Dow has risen 403 points to 35,432. Oil has gained 71 cents to 86.51 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 33 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.23 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock 
news on your voice for everything egg 620 ckrm this podcast brought to you by gowan canada makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide